Welcome to Raising Up Cops, a podcast about raising Coptic kids in Western culture. I am joined today by my lovely co-host, Laura, and today we have a very special guest for you, which is actually one of Laura's friends, so I will let Laura introduce her. Yes, everyone, I want you to get to know Tina Cosman. She has a Bachelor's of Science in Biology and Philosophy. She has a Master's in Education and Nutrition Certification that she is going to tell us a little bit about how, like her journey to it. And she specializes in thyroid health, hormones, and metabolism. Tina, welcome. Thank you so much, Laura and Madonna. It's so nice to be here with you. I'm excited to talk to you, Tina, because... There is a lot of information out there that I think um, we all consume about nutrition and it feels like it's ever changing. People will tell us like you should always eat no dairy. And then some people are like, no, you need to eat the raw milk and this, all these different things are out there. And you're just like, I don't get it. I don't know what's happening anymore. Yes, um, so I'm excited to hear from you and how your very own journey brought you to this place. So can you tell us a little bit about why you even got into nutrition and all these things. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So um, I was always kind of hoping to go down uh, like the medical field somehow, like I knew I wanted that industry and I knew I really wanted to help people. Um, so my journey started when I actually got pregnant with my daughter. Um, I ended up having a really bad reaction and it was really devastating for my body, which then was also devastating for my psyche. Anybody who's like had anything chronic can understand that. Um, anyways, so kind of a long story short, basically out of desperation, I was led to an alternative uh, path, like an alternative me medicine, let's say. And it worked perfectly. So at that point, having so much science, since I had my science, um, like undergrad, I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, what else? What else aren't they telling us? Or like, what else don't I know about that I always thought was a truth? And now it's just mind blowing to me. So I got really ill. And, you know, the allopathic way did not offer much for me. And I had two options, basically, either I could live in chronic pain and be miserable. And I really didn't want that I had a very honest conversation with God about that. Or I could put my big girl pants on and figure out a way to get out of this. And luckily, the latter was very successful for me. And so it's really become my purpose, and my why at least one of them to help as many people as I can in any way that I can to get out of that state. And so for me, it was very much related to my thyroid, my metabolism and my hormones. And so naturally I dug into that, became certified, keep getting certified in different things and, you know, attending different conferences. And so that's kind of, where I'm at. And those are the people that I help mostly women, I've definitely dealt with men, but most of my clients are women and they're undergoing, you know, hormonal changes, um, they're gaining weight, and they don't know why their thyroid is off and their doctor's saying you're fine. So that's kind of my, my jam. So Tina, we know you're like a wealth of information. But I think for today, we wanted to focus on specifically, or we'd agreed, we're going to talk about yes. stress. 
right? I feel right. like that's something you're really passionate about specifically dealing with yes. stress in a holistic way. So tell us a little bit about what we can do to improve our, the way that we manage our stress. Right. So first I just want to preface why stress management and why I wanted to talk about stress. Cause that is an underlying cause root cause of why we have hormonal dysfunction and why we have metabolic dysfunction. So that's why I wanted to talk about it because it's a root cause. So everybody and their uncle is stressed out about something, right? Um, so how I break it down is I'm going to break it down into three categories. I'm going to talk to you about foods that help support stress, some supplements that help support stress and some lifestyle changes that can help support stress. So first, let's talk about some foods that support stress. So the first thing that I want to talk about is this notion of the fact that like food is medicine. So I had a great teacher. Actually, I did the family ministry program through the Southern Diocese. And one of the professors for psychology taught us garbage in, garbage out. Right. And then so what you put in your brain is what gets. Then I went to nutrition school and they said, hey, garbage in, garbage out. I was like, hmm, now we're making connections, right? So this notion of supporting your, your body and fueling your body with nutrition, how can we do that? So I love this idea of eating the rainbow. So actually for um, my son, because he's a little bit green averse, he does not like to eat things that are green. So we, we, we had a great tip from one of the um, dietitians that we saw many years ago. She said, print out like a color wheel and spin the wheel. And, and depending on what color it lands on, you guys go to the grocery store and once a week, try out a food in that color. So it's kind of a fun way. And then because we nerd out in my family a little bit, I printed and laminated the clean 15 dirty dozen list. And now my kids kind of play it as a game like, hey. Is strawberries clean 15 or dirty dozen, right? Because along with eating the rainbow, you also want to understand that there's a reason why organic foods exist. And you, if you're, or if your body's already under stress or you're dealing with a chronic condition, the last thing you want to do is add pesticides on top of, you know, the issues that you're having. So Foods that help combat stress, organic rainbow foods. And you can um, you can uh, just easily Google clean 15 dirty dozen and it'll, it'll kind of let you know. So that's one thing. Number two, essential fatty acids. Man, that is so important. So essential fatty acids are not made in adequate amounts in the body. We need to get them for, from our diet. And we like as Coptic Orthodox have lots of periods in the year where we fast. So luckily for us, you can actually get a lot of those fatty acids from vegan source foods like chia, flax, walnuts, seeds, nuts, pumpkin seeds, right? So it's very doable during the fast as well. When we're not in the fast, I love having fatty fish in particular, um, halibut, salmon, uh, mackerel, sardines. So according to a uh, Harvard health blog, they actually did lots of studies that indicate omega-3s help ease um, 
like mood disorders or like if you're feeling I don't even want to use the word depressed, although that is the word that they use, but and they have studies on it. But you know, sometimes your mood is just low. So essential fatty acids, omegas threes, and what we find in fish help help support that. And why is that important? Because it's also supporting your stress. It's also supporting your stress hormones, which is why it's it's going to be a good addition to your diet. Number three, and I'm going to talk about this again when I talk about um, supplementation, is vitamin C. If you get nothing from me blabbing, it's just have vitamin C. Have vitamin C. So vitamin C, you can take it supplementation form. That's why I'm going to talk about it again. You can also get it from your foods. Contrary to popular belief, the highest food in, in vitamin C is not oranges. But you can still go ahead and have an orange, right? And instead of juicing it, I want you to actually eat it because you'll get more out of it that way. But strawberries, broccoli, sweet red pepper, they actually have more vitamin C. Kiwi even has vitamin C. Incorporating vitamin C foods in your diet. Why is vitamin C important for stress support? So on top of our kidneys, we have two little glands. They're called the adrenal glands. They are responsible for our stress hormones. They pump out cortisol. Cortisol is our stress hormone. Vitamin C is food for those adrenals. The adrenals are very small, but like anybody who remembers anything from biology, it's like a mitochondria, small but mighty, right? It's like the powerhouse of the cells. Think about the adrenals is the powerhouse of your body. So vitamin C is very nourishing food for your adrenals. I I want to talk about the whole oranges being high in vitamin C thing because <laughs> yeah. that was actually one of the, the first things that I began to realize. Um, a lot of the things that we learned about nutrition were all I'm going to get controversial here, we're marketing schemes, right? Like, so we yeah. learned that oranges were high in vitamin C and everybody went and consumed the oranges and then come to find out later, it's actually not as good as like a, a golden kiwi or like as a, um, as broccoli or as all of these other things that we had no idea had such high vitamin C content or I never learned it. I don't know. Maybe I was in under right. a rock. Um, and so it's interesting how, as I, because my husband is very nutrition focused, homeopathic, holistic, all of that. And so he always is telling me all of these things. And I'm always like, no, that's not what I ever learned. <laughs> um, and so I think that's why it's so important. Like you said, go look up the dirty dozen and the, um, and the clean 15. I couldn't think of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. It's, it's good for us to go and look for ourselves at what things are actually good and yes. actually not good. Like you need to learn to be able to yes. take the information in yourself. Madonna, this is like the premise of my entire life. Like no more will I be a robot being fed information. Like what works for you and what worked for Joe and whatever is not going to work for Tina. And so I'm not going to take for face value what you say. I, I have to dig and learn and have critical thinking skills for myself. Yes. So I love that you said that because you have to dig deeper. Um, there's a great website that I can't think of right now. I'm sorry, but it will come to me. Um, it ends in .org, but it's not coming to my mind. <laughs> Anyways, it's I will find it and I'll send it to you guys. But 
Um, basically, it's a it's a fantastic website that has like all the foods broken down nutritionally by uh, vitamin, mineral, um, and amounts of of those. So it's a great resource to dig deeper into what's what. And and now like that, I'm kind of into this, you know, my this is what I'm teaching my kids too. Yes. You know, look at the label, turn the orange concentrate juice around and understand that 26 grams of sugar is going into your body when you have a cup of it. No, like. And that's something I wanted to touch on that like it it needs we're talking about raising up cops. This is very much part of their life growing up. We need to teach them to be able to understand their bodies and because even within our own families like I can handle things that my husband can't my daughter can handle things that my son can't and on it goes um and so a lot of the foods we eat even are very bio-individual like you know kind of think of it almost like a I mean maybe it's extreme almost like an allergy like for some people bananas they like my mom gets really bad cramps and so for her eating bananas really helps mitigate those cramps um but for me I'm slightly intolerant to them and they will hurt me so badly if I eat bananas. So like even within the family, you have to know yourself and what's good and what's not. So I love that you're talking about this because I know that this is a really big conversation happening now, especially as even our soil changes and our food changes composition and things like that. And I think I want to sold on soil. I want to touch back on the marketing thing because for so many yeah. years I felt so guilty that I don't have a glass of milk every day. Yes, got and milk. then I realized milk like really hurts me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it does not yeah. like me, you know. And yeah. I, my aversion to it is not is not like a, a laziness or like a you know like irresponsibility. It's like a physical reaction. Yeah, <laughs> like, so important. Right, and so you have to learn to listen to that body of yours right um i actually equate this a lot in terms of like our orthodoxy like um you know 12 uh, 12 disciples 12 different talents everybody's got their own thing like we're not all the same and that's great Mm. you know so i often tell that to my kids i don't care what your friend is eating i care about what's going into your body and, and you don't have to have this if it doesn't sit well for you and you should try this and make your own decisions. But really what I've learned, even in the freedom of Christianity, if I can go be that bold, we are, we are taught to ask questions. God doesn't turn us away when we ask questions like, Hey, why did this or what? Why not have an answer for it right away? But we have the freedom to ask. And so should it be with our health challenge the norm, I think. (laughs) And I love that you're framing this in the sense of stress as well, because I think that is something that is not bio-individual. I think we all experience stress (laughs) to some level, but we have to learn how to manage it besides just the, like, I, we hear so much about like the meditating and the breathing techniques and, or, oh, like take things off your plate. But the point is some people can't easily do that. Like their life is stressful in and of itself because they're caretakers, because they, you know, their job, their whatever. So um, in that context, you're giving us a lot of clues of how to help ourselves. So I will let you continue. Sorry, I needed to. No, it's all good. I I love that. But, you know, to your point, Madonna, what, what, what I'm trying to showcase here is that there are ways to support function and structure of your cells outside of meditation 
delegation, like that. Those are really important, but you are made up of cells and we need to support that as well. Right. right. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for mentioning that. So my next topic is supplementation, right? So um, different people have different views about supplementation. I supplement, I supplement my kids. I can supplement anybody who comes to my house um, because you know, when you're kind of under attack or yeah, if you're under attack, you're going to seek support and shelter. So I don't know why it's okay that you're feeling so stressed. You're like, no, I'm going to power through it and I'll white knuckle it. And there's no need for that at all. So supplementing is very easy. It's A, B, C, A, B, C. So easy. Adrenal support, because remember what I said, your adrenals are these tiny glands sitting on top of your kidneys, and they are the ones that are producing your stress hormones. So take care of those adrenals. Adrenal support, um, I don't want to get into specifics because you you really, someone needs to really sit with you as an individual and figure out what it is. But what I can say is if you go to um, like a health food store, they should be able to guide you based on where you're at in your life and in your stress scenario to an adrenal support supplement. It could be herbal, it could be an amino acid, it could be a combination of both, whatever. I don't want to give one out because like I said, it, this one really varies. Um, so, but I will say A is for adrenal support. And usually what we call them in my line of work is we call them adaptogens, which literally they adapt to your stress level and that's what you want, okay? Um, number two is B. B is for vitamin B complex. I cannot say enough about vitamin B. It is like, I don't know, I, I can't, I, I'm stuttering. But basically it, it's like everything, right? Stabilizes mood, helps with your nervous system, boosts memory and concentration, uh, helps metabolize fat like B1, 2, 3, 6, they all help with stabilizing mood. They've all helping with uh, nerve health and your nervous system, right? Some of them are responsible for making neurotransmitters. So we talk about, you know, serotonin being your happy hormone. Well, guess what? 80% of serotonin is made in the gut, not the brain. Yeah, I know. Take Earth's that, shattering. everybody. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a mic. I drop it. <laughs> well, I think that really touches on something I was thinking earlier when we were talking that, you know, when God asked us to fast, right, we are always wondering, like, yeah. why is it about food? Like, why did we make this about food? And, you know, my response is always that it's something that we do three times a day minimum. So it, it keeps it on our mind. But I think it's also because, like you said, like the stomach actually controls a lot. Like in the old days, yeah. the mood was in the stomach. <laughs> like, that's how they described yes. it. Like, that's how they thought about it and so I think there's a lot of truth to that like how your digestive system is doing today affects everything else you're doing your productivity your <laughs> so yes paying attention to it is essential it's essential for living right and now we have studies that are backing up what you're saying Laura which is that hey during times of anxiety you need to support your digestive health and this is like not hocus pocus anymore. This is this is real life. So I love vitamin B complex. It is amazing. So please use it. Take it. You can have it three times a day. 
and see how it makes you feel, especially closer to dinner. If you're like a highly stimulated person, maybe take it before 3 p.m. Otherwise, me and most of my clients are taking it breakfast, lunch, and dinner because it's amazing. So A, B, and last is C. Do you girls want to take a guess at what C is going to be? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I got the calm one. down. <laughs> Vitamin C. Madonna. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Okay, good. <laughs> she really has this really good. You guys can't see her. But she really put on a really good. Like I have no idea face. No, I, I really know. thought that she was gonna jump in a lot faster than that to tell us, and so no. I was like, "Oh wait." <laughs> No, you nailed it. It is vitamin C. It's vitamin C. Remember, vitamin C is food for your stress hormones. So have it. The only time you will cut, like, look, vitamin C from what we learned has a half-life of four hours. So, you know, do with that accordingly. Um, my asterisk uh, here is going to be that if you are having too much, you will know because your bowels will be looser. So cut it down. If that if that happens, that means you're having a bit too much. Take it down a notch. Otherwise, please enjoy some vitamin C. Yes, Madonna. Yeah, I'm raising my hand ever so politely. Um, <laughs> what I wanted to ask about vitamin C, and I'm curious what you, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, is like there are different types of vitamin C. There are yes. some that your body absorbs and some that go yes. right through you, and you'll see it yes. in your your urine will be like brightly colored because it's just peeing right out. But um, right. we, do you know, do you take like liposomal vitamin C? Is that, or? So, so my reference uh, and, and your urine will be bright yellow, even like with most vitamins and minerals, by the way, mm. um, not just vitamin C. So, and I actually notice it the least with vitamin C. So um, my preferred one that I love, I'm so glad you asked because I, I forgot to mention this, is I love a whole food vitamin C. Okay. They are much more expensive, but they are more bioavailable. Mm. And I like them a lot. Once you do that for a little bit, like let's say you're in a really, you know, tough, tough phase. Once you do that for a little bit, you can start switching. Do the liposomal, see how you feel. See, because now you're kind of like listening to the body and saying like, okay, is this working? Isn't this working? What's happening? Um, and then you can just get the cheap kind. Like sometimes we just get the Costco Jameson vitamin mm -hmm. C and like pop them back. Right. So, um, but I'm at a point in my life where I can do that. Um, so I would say my preferred is whole food. It's a whole food type of vitamin C, something like Camu Camu. Or you'll even see right on it, whole food vitamin C, you turn it around, it's like 1200% vitamin C for like two. Great. Pick that up if you can. If you can't do that, do a liposomal. Okay, great. If that's too much, do the Costco. Start somewhere because anything is better than nothing. Vitamin C really supports and stimulates adrenal function. It helps thyroid hormone production. It aids in cholesterol. And metabolism and it helps with the immune system as well so anything you do is better than the nothing that you'll do mm -hmm. and then that really brings us to my kind of lifestyle um lifestyle changes so we I, i'm not going to talk about the ones we all know just like delegate do less <laughs> meditate okay we all know that 
Um, hopefully we're doing it, but probably not. Um, <laughs> so, so one thing I really want to talk about is when you wake up in the morning and you say your prayers, what is the thing that you do right after that? What? Breakfast. Yes. Okay, great. So do you have breakfast first? I think so. <laughs> you mean instead That's of coffee? Right yes. Oh, okay. That's where I'm going. There's okay, in that book. case, I lied. Definitely coffee. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly where I wanted to go. So most people reach like immediately for caffeine. And I'm not going to get into caffeine because that's like, that's a whole different ballgame. But what I will tell you is in times of anxiety and stress, reaching for a coffee first thing before you put anything in your mouth is, is not going to support those adrenals. It's not going to support your thyroid. It is going to do the opposite of that. I wish you guys so, could see Tina's face. Like I, she went full attitude about this. <laughs> She's like, y'all need to know yeah. this is not cutting it. <laughs> no. Well, you know, it's because it's because that's what I used to do too. Like when I was a new mom, you know, I was like always in a rush. Like I was always behind, always two steps behind. Okay. So you take this thinking that this is, this is the, this is what you need to get through the day. And it's actually doing so much more disservice to you. So I love coffee. I love coffee so much, but it has to come after I eat and it doesn't have to be hard, right? It, it, like everything you do can be simple. So pop, pop some seeds and nuts in your mouth first with an apple, okay? Then, then drink your coffee. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to do Gordon Ramsay first thing at like 7 a.m. or whatever, but there's something. Also in the coffee itself, I will never drink it black, like very rarely, actually. I won't say never. I did have it once. It's not great. So I put cream. I put something in the coffee. I, I put uh, MCT oil. I've put butter. I've put semna or ghee. Uh, I put things in my coffee. I even put some adrenal powder that I will not divulge now because it's too complicated to explain. But anyways... I do it. So I make coffee work for me. That's what food should do. So please don't drink coffee first thing in the morning when you open your eyes. Do anything else and then have it have it towards the end. Uh, so that's the first lifestyle tip. The second one. Wait, I feel so justified because I always have like exactly 12 nuts before my tea. <laughs> that is so funny. Seriously? <laughs> Yeah, and yesterday oh. Abuna made me the tea and I started drinking it without the nuts and I was like, something's wrong. And I like had to put the tea down <laughs> and go get the nuts. <laughs> You're like, I don't have this gritty film in my mouth. Yes, that's, that's not right. the right mouth feel for this. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I think my body has always told me that having coffee first is not good for me, but I never listened until uh, recently. But I discovered that when I have coffee first, my stomach actually really hurts for a while. Of course. Of yeah. course. So coffee is quite acidic. Yes. And it's a mineral sucker. Like it sucks the minerals, right? And so if you're putting it on an empty stomach, like you're breaking your fast with that, it it's, it's like I said, a disservice. Now add on top of that, you're in times of stress. That's double. Mm. So why? You know, like, and, and now we're in the, like, now we're not fasting. Now it's so easy to put anything in your mouth. 
cheese, ham, turkey, a sausage, what like anything. <laughs> like I would say try to stick more to a protein because it's easier to it'll be easier for the coffee when it goes in to absorb something that is sustainable, like an apple isn't really going to do much for you, but you know, peanut butter, whatever, anything, just eat something and then do the coffee. So um, I, I hope that you'll listen, Madonna. And, and I think you'll notice a difference in your energy and your, like your anxiousness, if anything, like your nervousness. Mm. Um, I believe it. No, most of the times I do try to at least eat something with my coffee because like I said, it doesn't feel good. But then there are days where I'm just, it's so funny because the days that I'm like more stressed and more in a hurry, I just go for the coffee, which yeah, is and, the and exact that, opposite. It's, it's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. And so you really have to now train the body and the mind to, to rewire it. Say like, no, this is an old habit and it does me no good. I'm going to break it. Right. And, and, um, coffee with biscuits, like that's a, that's a vacation thing to do when you're in Santorini. It's not a Monday to Saturday thing. So breakfast doesn't count if you're dipping Maria cookies in coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that? Tatas and Giddus everywhere. It doesn't count. Uncles and uncles everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh. So yeah, so that's one thing. And I, the other thing is I I really, really love and have learned so much about walking outdoors in the forest. You know, I never cared about this till probably COVID hit and I couldn't do anything but walk in the forest, right? So there is so, so much information and studies out there about how walking in the forest decreases cortisol. Cortisol is your stress hormone. 20 minutes of walking in the forest without seeing any concrete decreases anxiety by up to 20%. And so if you can leave your phone behind, leave your camera and just go for a nice walk somewhere where it's forested, you know, and I actually use that time to myself with God. I like to talk to him in the forest. I see him and I feel him when I'm outside in nature. And so for me, it's very calming to do that. And and I find that when other people start doing it, they too enjoy it, right? And if you have young kids, you can put them in a stroller. Hopefully they'll go to sleep and you can you can walk while while pushing the stroller. So that's the second thing. And then, you know, the third thing is stuff we already know, but maybe we don't do. Like, seriously, take a deep breath. Or if you're about to have an anxiety attack, put some ice in the back of your neck. Something to rewire the brain so that you focus on that sensation as opposed to the anxiety, just so that you don't feel it as intensely or that you 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 have a tool that you can use to get past it. It doesn't mean that we're going to eliminate anxiety completely. Stress will always be there, right? But hopefully we can adapt by using these, these um, you know, techniques and, and guides. Wow, Tina, this was, I'm sorry, Laura, did you, go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to review for us, like, so food first and then coffee, or, you know, before Uh your coffee, coffee is not a requirement, but a good protein, protein thing is good, Um, protein intake, and then walking outdoors in the forest, in nature, taking deep breaths, or ice on the neck for anxiety, or other ways to kind of hit the reset button. What were you going to say, Madonna? 
I, I was just going to say that I know that you could probably come on here about 15 more times and have so much more to say. Yay! That's my dream. <laughs> I no, I love that. I love that there's there's a lot of research out there now that I think is becoming more accessible to people. Um and we're starting to learn, I think, that there are things that we're that we've been doing that are not okay. And there are things that we stop doing that we need to get back to doing. Um, and one of those things being going out in the forest, for example. And and just as for yeah. me, like I, I live in a really um urban area and so I have to travel to go to a wooded area and so I have to be very intentional about it so for me the hardest thing is just getting up and getting out but once I'm there I always always feel better I always love it I always come back and I'm like happy that I did it no matter how much stress inducing it was to get out of the house for whatever reason yeah Um, yeah. so I I I do think that like I, some of these things obviously are going to be harder th- to do than others for everybody. Um, but wherever you can it to make that change, like you'll, you'll thank yourself in the long run for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just want to add one thing to that, which is that, you know, at some point in our life, we're all looking for happiness, right? And that, you know, joy and happiness, that's a whole other thing. But ask yourself when you are stressed out, What's going to make me happy today? And then if it's feasible, do that thing. So if walking in a force is going to make you happy, yeah, you you might have to go through some hurdles to get there, but do it. Like that's an easy win. That's an easy win. And that's kind of what we're looking for on a daily basis. An easy win. <laughs> I like that takeaway. And I think that's a really good point to kind of leave us off on, you know, um, <laughs> take the wins. Um, yes, and the Tina, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your passion with us. And um, you also have an uh, Instagram account where you share a lot of these tips and things, right? Yeah, I do. Instagram? So my, my Instagram is Trinity Health 20, Trinity Health 20. Okay, so please follow Tina on Trinity Health 20. Um, she has a lot of videos up there where she's kind of sharing all these tips and tricks and things that she knows and learns and is hoping that everyone else will adopt. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Um, and um, I have like a couple of um, things you can download if you are someone who believes thyroid is an issue for you. You can download my guide. It kind of walks you through what to look for. There's something about weight. So like there's information that you can count on because I've done my research over the past decade and I'm, I'm telling you what I tell myself. Mm. Thank you so much, Tina. And for anybody that's listening to this right now, if you disagree with something or if you need clarification, or if you want to dig deeper, you can always reach out to us at raisingupcops at gmail.com. We'd love to hear feedback from you and hear what kind of um, insight you have and questions you may have. Um, and I think that's it, right, Laura? Yeah, I think that's perfect. Thank you so much for sharing your passion and your knowledge with us, Tina. And I think we have some like real takeaways that we really have very little excuse not to follow through on. Very doable. Yeah. 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 Abuna and I were talking yesterday about the same thing you were saying, Tina, is like, it's hard for people to change. People, people have patterns and it's hard for them to change. But I think making that commitment, like you said, and saying like, this is not serving me, we are going to change this, you know, and I think that's really important. And that's, one of the biggest takeaways I, I have from today. That's good. And, all you know, Laura, you know this better than I do, but you're never going to change alone. So 
You have to, you have to ask for support. We're so lucky. We're part of a community and that was God's intent and plan for us. It's like not to do things alone. So don't right. reach out, reach out and ask for help. And it's, you're, you're much stronger as a bond than you are singly, like as a single person. So yeah, I, I encourage everybody to get out there and, and form a bit of a tribe and, and a network. It makes, it makes it easier. Thank you so much. And um, with that, we look forward to hearing from you guys and to see you back here again next time. Raising Up Cops is a production of Coptic Dad and Mom. This podcast is hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lawindi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Orthodox Church or its hierarchy. These are our personal opinions, collected experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, you can reach us at raisingupcops at gmail.com.